Thanks for tuning in to the Basketball Blokes Podcast with Benny, Banksy and Boydie, part of the Blokes Podcast Network, which is a place where mates create. Visit the website at www.blokespodcast.com for more information. G'day listeners, you're back with Benny, Banksy and Boydie, the basketball blokes dribbling all things Aussie hoops and NBL fantasy. And NBL fantasy is what we're going to be talking about today, aren't we gentlemen? And it is? It sure is. It is open. Open for business. That's right. And we're going to start off with the Basics and Bailey podcast today. And before we get into it, I just wanted to pay a bit of credit um, to our mate Boydie who's just had an interview with Liam Santamaria. Um, essentially, uh, we, we're going to do a whole heap of podcasts, um, but there's no need to now because those two covered it off entirely. So we've just uh, just joined the podcast today just to tell you that we're not actually going to be doing podcasts. How's that sound to you boys? There was some juicy info in there, wasn't there? Some yes, real, was. Some real insights. Yes, so um, have a look at that and uh, definitely check that out. But this is more, there was two, no doubt, experts talking there, Banksy. This is about the basics, which would probably suit fantasy coaches that are first-timers, of which we hope there is a lot of, and probably yourself as well, right? <laughs> well, yes. After last season's performance, that's, that's a fair point. So, starting off with Banks, Banksy's basics, uh, let's uh, talk about some key points, okay? And... The, probably the most, I guess, unique thing about playing fantasy NBL is the schedule, Banksy. Would you agree? Absolutely. Um, discuss. <laughs> Tell us about it, mate. <laughs> well, start, obviously, start uh, if, you didn't, if you didn't play last season, obviously the reason the schedule is important is um, from round to round, you've got some teams which will be playing on a double, meaning they've got two games for the round, and then obviously you've got other teams which will only be playing one. And, and this season, even early on, you've got teams which are on a buy body. Um, so the reason, obviously, that's important, you know, especially when we talk later on around things like captains, you obviously want to focus on not just your captains, but also players that are starting on your, on your court, fantasy-wise, who are preferably on a double, playing two games as opposed to one. That's it, and it's uh, what it also does, and it's a point we'll probably make in the next couple of minutes as, as Benny's looking at me wondering where I'm going with this, is it makes your bench scoring very important as well because in this game, your bench scores half points. So whatever they score, you're getting half of. So in, unlike other, let's say, Aussie sport fantasy leagues, like you've got your AFL uh, fantasy um, supercoach, etc., where you can ride a couple of zeros, to stash away some cheapies, you know, that are not going to play because you've got, a, you know, quite a few on your bench or what have you. NBL fantasy is different and you need to have at least your bench players playing and scoring you points because you want to get some form of score from your bench players. And classic example there is obviously Hampton. Um, going to be highly owned, but New Zealand obviously have the buys for the first two weeks. Obviously, he'll be one of the, the most brought-in players come round three. That's it. And, you know, so let's say uh, you're not going with... Ha- sorry, so you say you're starting with Hampton from the start. You could put yourself behind because you're going to miss out on, let's say, 10, 20 points for those first two rounds if you've got someone else sitting on your bench that's playing, getting 10 or 20 points a game. Um, so, and you know, I think the final end of season, the difference between the first and second, I know Liam Santa Maria was obviously first overall last year score-wise, but didn't win the prize, as we've talked about already in the, the podcast earlier. But um, I think there was only a matter of something like 20 points in it in the end or something along those lines, if I can remember rightly. So, um, 
all those little things count. So you really need to be uh, aware of the schedule and you really need to sort of plan ahead and make sure you don't have any benches sitting on zeros because zeros kill you in this game. So for the 268 people that currently have RJ Hampton in their side, Good Benny. please be aware that you need to get rid of him. Um, for Adelaide, 36ers, there's 188 big Harry Froling owners, 122 Jack McVay owners, and 70 Scotty Hobson owners. I know he looks good in your side. He looks very attractive in your side, but he will not do you any good. And it's not just the points, Boyd. It's dollars as well. So we should probably explain pricing, how it works in NBL fantasy. Uh, Who knows? We, we call it the secret herbs and spices to some degree. But if it's consistent with previous, the most a player will go up will be $100,000. Correct. So um, that will be something to know. Like if, if you're thinking about starting uh, Hampton – oh, sorry, starting Ball, for example, at 850K and thinking, oh, yeah, in a couple of weeks I'll trade him to Bogut, it's not going to happen, guys. <laughs> so you have to be really careful with where you put your money as well. Um, anything else on the schedule? Well, we'll talk a bit more around the schedule a bit later in our, our questions, but obviously Melbourne is the standout for round one um, as opposed to the overall generally starting round three. So Melbourne United, obviously the only team on the double this round. Yes, they are on a double for round one, but remember they've got a zero in round two. So you want to kind of try and take advantage of that double round one. Otherwise, you could see yourself sort of slipping down the leaderboard even from the start. But then you've got to make allowances that you're going to have zero games from Melbourne United. So you probably want to max out at two Melbourne United players because you're only a, allowed a to have two we'll trades. certainly discuss later on from the poll we put up as well. That's it. You're only allowed two trades per week, remember? So you can only get rid of two players and you've got to kind of maybe have think ahead and maybe have some idea as to which players you're going to be swapping out and making sure you've got enough money because sometimes players go down in money too, Banks. Uh, Benny, you were talking about players going up, but sometimes it can hurt you. I know there's a couple of times last year where... Each of us got caught out here and there being, you know, $20,000 or even $10,000 away, I think, from getting the player we wanted to get because obviously the, the team value is the one that changes. So it depends on how your whole team goes, not just the individual player. Um, so, yeah, you've got to take note of that. Okay, thanks for that. So something else that we should mention, which is a little bit unique is and is so valuable, um, talking about Melbourne United players and ones that you might want to start, is one is Sean Long, Mr. Double-Double. Banksy, why are double-doubles so important? Extra points, Betty. Bonus points. It's a significant amount as well. So That's it. It's 10 points for a double-double. Um, and then you've, you know, if you're lucky enough to have a player like I did earlier last year when uh, Nath Sobey saluted the judges and had a triple double in a game, you actually get 20 points for a triple double. So I think that game he's might have scored something along the lines of 120 or 118 or 105 or 107 or something like that. Yes, it was very nice to be an owner. Is that right, Banksy? You're... I think that's where it all went wrong. Yep, all downhill from that moment. Um, Look, I think that that's probably the, some of the basics we want to look at. Let's talk about some of the changes. So um, even if you played in previous seasons, we have some changes. Um, so most importantly, the overall competition does no, long, no longer starts from round three. It starts in round one, that's right. which I find unusual. 
but has it has also made it interesting. It's unusual. It's nice. It's different. All right, Kimmy. But I actually think it's great because uh, I was thinking like round three, it was going to be too easy, to be honest. I think I thought everyone was going to have the same starting lineup. The only question was whether you take the risk on a Hampton for the first couple of rounds, um, not changing in dollar, tre- dollar values, or if you're going to go somewhere else and try and make some money for those couple of weeks. But now it opens it all up. Um, I think everyone's going to have massively different teams and, and, it, and it affects you with that Melbourne uh, double then single, it makes it even more intriguing. Um, so I actually love the uh, the game opening up uh, round one. It's good. Yeah, I thought we used to think that it started in round three because of the buys, because of the buys mm-hmm. with the NBL cross NBA games. Mm-hmm. But uh, they've gone against that, and it just means some more planning. There is. Um, a relatively, I'm pretty sure it's a famous saying, I don't know who said it, maybe Confucius or something like that, but it goes something like, if you plan, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail at NBL fantasy, uh, something like that. I don't know how <laughs> mainstream it is, but uh, yeah, I'm sure you've all heard it. So wise, Benny, you're like a miniature Buddha. <laughs> no, I, I'm, no like, I'm like actual <laughs> Buddha. <laughs> All right, so that... And the the other difference there as well, boys, is we've had that luxury the last couple of seasons of actually sort of having that free here, looking at the rotations more in depth during the season in the first couple of rounds, whereas we're not going to have that luxury this season as well. Take a punt. And I guess on that other note, um, uh, Confucius also said, um, if you like a podcast, um, do us a favour and... Uh, give us some reviews. Um, this is essentially we have nine days now to promote this game. We thought we'd have three weeks. So I'm notoriously, I listen to podcasts the majority of the day and I am yet to leave a nice review for someone and I'm going to Very go bad. and I'm going Lift, to Benny. Um, pass it on, I guess. and uh, Pay it forward. Pay it forward is the, word, the term I was looking for. Um, so look, if you... Enjoy the podcast. If you, um, there's, we're on all the platforms. Uh, leave us a review. This is our one chance. We're going to have about five podcasts in about one day. This is our one chance to make it up the charts and to hopefully see, I guess, get a bit uh, noticed. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's uh, the other change for that round three. So Confucius says. So how do they get? It. How do they do? How do they give us a review, Benny? Uh, so we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, um, but I mean, Apple Podcast seems to be the main uh, way to leave us a review. And uh, if you leave a nice little comment there, we'll shout you out as well. And do they do that? They can do that via our website, which is the network website. Yes, look, um, that's something else I wanted to talk about. So we've Banksy's been hard at work. We've still got a bit of work to do on the website, but it's at a stage now where we feel free to share it. So www.blokespodcast.com. Um, essentially. Uh, this uh, we're looking to create a podcast network. So our goal by the end of 12 months is to have one podcast host for each of the NBL teams, but you can really podcast about anything. And what we're planning on doing is hopefully getting enough listens through the production of lots of podcasts that uh, will firstly be able to raise some money for men's mental health um, and maybe even pay off some of our expenses as we go <laughs> on the way. And this may be a way we're combining our podcast with your podcast um, that you can make a little bit of money off your hobby too one day as well. That's miles down the track, guys. But um, 
yeah, have a look at that. You can also listen to our podcasts on the website as well. That's very good. And um, just a hint, while we're giving a bit of a shout-out at the moment as well, Benny and Banksy as well, I, I would like to know, now obviously people can get in contact with us through our Facebook, which is Basketball Blokes, uh, all one word, and also on our... Uh, Tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet, yeah. So tweet, tweet, we are b-ball, b-ball underscore blokes. So b-ball underscore blokes on Twitter. And what I want to do is get a, put a bit of a shout-out in there. I want to know if we've got any international listeners. Um, obviously, we've got a couple of big names now. Lamello's name's getting mentioned all the time. Hampton's name's been mentioned quite a bit uh, in the overseas media. Um, and it's even more hype after Lamello's game on the weekend. At the Blitz, so I want to know if we've got anyone listening in and anyone out there who's an international or from overseas who's getting into an NBL fantasy this year because we know the US love their fantasy sports, so it's just a little bit of a side hustle that I wanted to know about. Um, that's a very good point, um, and it doesn't matter if they're not if the nine days has gone and the season has started, nah. because Banksy, your speciality, mate, game day fantasy has prizes once again. Oh, that's the other, the other, the other thing we haven't put, put down yet. And funnily enough, boys, went for a trip to Ikea a bit early this afternoon and, and bought myself a nice glass display cabinet mm. for all those signed balls that I won a couple of seasons back due to the, the game day promotion they had. So you went to Ikea in a moon boot all day yep. and now you're whinging about your sore foot throbbing. That's possibly true. That's yeah, very wise. Very yeah. wise decision. Um. Yeah, that's gonna. Be, I don't know if the uh, display case will be good to store the twenty-five dollar first ever vouchers, which are now the prize. So that's something else we probably touch on. The prizes have changed, and even since the game has opened, the prizes have changed. Um, Banksy has previously won halls of jerseys, uh, signed basketballs, um, but now it's just twenty-five dollar vouchers. But I'm fine with that. They've obviously lost the sports bet sponsor. But already we see promotion of the game. That's it. The overtime boys were asked by the NBL to do a fantasy teams. And if you've watched overtime, you would have seen all of their teams. And if you listened to uh, my interview with Liam Santamaria, you would have heard pretty much the base of his team that is there at least. Um, so it's good. Hopefully we get a bit more promotion. Like I know previous years, the Years previous to last, we had a bit more promotion. They were even doing it on the on the um, telecast, quarter time, half time updates, and all that sort of score updates, etc. For players, so it'd be good if they get back into that. We'll have to wait and see when the game starts. Remember, they used to have homicide. Correct, flooding it. Half time, quarter time, every ad break. Had that horrible recorded uh, video of him, like where he was like under an underpass in the city yes. somewhere. Like, you know, get up to you. I can't do his accent. I don't know how to talk to him. <laughs> this ain't no cupcake league. Um, I guess that's the pro- talking about prizes. Um, we got a prize for five thousand dollars for the major winner, um, which we're all gunning for, and that's probably a good segue, right, good. guys? Because um, coming up, uh, we're about to, I think, later on tonight, we record, uh, have a chat with last year's winner Bailey, and uh, we're going to have a brief chat with him about how he went last year and just get his instant reaction couple of questions about uh, how, what he's thinking with this year's fantasy game. So I hope you enjoy that. Um, let's uh, get straight into it. Wrap it up. Cheers. G'day listeners, you're back with uh, the basketball blokes here, Benny, Banksy and Boydie. And we've actually got a special guest on the line, Bailey, the overall NBL fantasy 
competition winner from last year with his team, that team. Hi, Bailey. How are you going? I'm doing great. How are you guys? It's good. We're all pretty good. Thank you for joining us. So I've got to mention to you straight away that obviously we're recording this conversation. So uh, you, uh, I have to let you know that as part of the privacy agreement with uh, Skype or what have you anyway. So um, Benny's going to kick it off. A couple of questions, mate. Uh, firstly, congratulations. Uh, it must feel very nice to um, have finished uh, second uh, in total score, yet still won the prize money. So, um, to be honest, I think Liam probably had a little bit of insider information through the year. So it's good to know that a little you're, bit. you're definitely the deserved winner, mate. So congratulations on last year. Thank you. Um, can you please talk to us about what it was like uh, with the prizes last year? Um, so I understand that you're Melbourne-based, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. I'm in southeast of Melbourne. Okay. So, look, if that's the case, then, because I know there was flights uh, included in the prize, uh, and all you got for it was uh, a drive up the Monash. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. In the T's and C's, they say that if the finals are in your home state, then they don't give you the prize or the accommodation in the other state. So oh, we drove up the oh, game Melbourne versus Perth, which was fortunately the one that Melbourne won. Yeah, that's a bit of a bummer. You don't even get to stay at Crown or something for the night. That'd be nice to get a free night at Crown anyway, but that's no good. But, you know, the main prize is obviously the 10K. And with the 10K, you could have bought yourself a nice lady there, penthouse for the night anyway. So, Yeah, look, um, tell us about attending the game and uh, how that experience was. And, uh, yeah, just, I guess, tell us about that start. Yeah, so they put us in one of the corporate boxes, which was a nice experience. I haven't been there before. Also got to meet Matt, who finished in second place, who okay. I actually know because we joined the same AFL Supercoach Draft League a few years ago. So we were bouncing a few ideas off each other during the season last year and we were able to go 1-2 in the end. I guess technically 2-3, but 1-2 of the actual winners. 1-2 uh, sounds better. Go with 1-2. Liam won't mind. Nah. We'll go with 1-2 then. <laughs> Well, that sounds great. I mean, I haven't been in a corporate box either. We've got a mate who gets tickets to a corporate box. We're yet to get invited, though. So um, Speak for yourself. That's sort of footy. You oh, yeah. Thanks, he's been, but none of us have been. Okay. Um, that sounds, like, really good. I guess something that we've, we've just... You're, where we're going to put this podcast is at the end of a little basic sort of beginner podcast for um, new players, essentially. And we talked about some of the changes from this year, from last. And one of those changes is that prize money. So... Um, do you feel lucky to have gotten the uh, the 10K paid up when we're only getting five this year? No, I'm actually a little disappointed about that. They've cut my prize in half for this year when I win again. <laughs> oh, that was the confidence. <laughs> Love it. Oh, that sounds great, mate. We, we've got to put up with Boydie, and whose head increased uh, just about <laughs> twice the size from finishing in the top 10, or we being in the top 10 going into the last round. So um, you're you're allowed to have some confidence, that's for sure. Well, Absolutely. luck's on uh, Bailey's side. I think the the guy who won AFL fantasy overall went back to back, so maybe Bailey will be the first to go back to back in NBL fantasy. Did you do well the previous year? Can you remember? Um, Sean Redditch won it, but then he was That's ineligible. It. Yeah, but did you did you finish up there in that sort of that is year, the year I before? Because I think I finished about seventieth. I think the year the year before last. Yeah, I snuck into the top fifty. I think. Okay. Yeah. So obviously a, a seasoned campaigner and got and got always up near the uh, the top there, so it's good. Sounds like there's hope for Banksy yet. <laughs> Maybe, probably not, but okay. 
Um, so obviously the big story, you sent us a message late last year heading into the last rounds about uh, uh, your, I guess, uh, relationship through the year with Sean Long, who of course was an excellent player, but seemed every move that you made with Sean Long on picking him, uh, making him captain, uh, seemed to backfire yeah. against you. Um, yeah. Will you have Sean Long in your team in round one, and will he be captain? Can you let us in, give us that little bit of insight? So this is a big decision, and I feel like it's what it's the main decision most teams are going to have starting a competition. At the moment, he is in my team, and it's safe to say if he's in your team, he'll be your captain for anyone who's picking him. But he's no guarantee to stay there come next Friday. So the relationship Thursday, is next Thursday, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think you're. I think you're 100 right there. And we've been talking about it ourselves. We even talked about it in the pod previously. Like, depending on what your makeup is, it's so hard with Melbourne having that double in the first round, yeah. but then the zero in the second round, because um, you almost you're spending two million dollars on a player. You you can't go and have a zero the following week. So you need, I guess, a strategy in place to get him out of there. Yeah, you're sacrificing a trade immediately if you're starting with him. That's it. And now we, we, the trade's not too bad. At least you're not on a. There's no cutoff. I guess you're allowed to have those two trades per week, but it is burning both your trades. So you've got to sort of almost design the rest of your team around that to make sure that you're sort of maximising the doubles that are up, you know, up for offer in round two. Is that the way you've sort of gone about it? Yeah. At this point in time, I'm certainly thinking a lot towards round two and three when I'm building my starting team. And Sean Long is kind of the centerpiece of that because I'll be using his funds with the trades that I want to do in the first couple of rounds. Yep, makes sense. Well, that's actually a common question we're getting, Bailey, and um, we'll be dealing with that in the next podcast that we'll be doing, which might start at about 10pm, to be honest, because we've got another interview with Jeffa coming up next. Um, but I wanted to know, we don't want you to give too many away of your trade secrets, but when you opened Fantasy, who was the first player that you looked for for price, and who was the first in your team? Can you give us that much, man? The first one I looked for was Lamello Ball, and basically all the next stars to gauge what price they would be at, because that was a bit of a sticking point during the planning of your team prior to NBL Fantasy opening. We didn't know what they were going to cost, if they were going to be 0.3, 0.6, or even up to a million. So they came in at 0.05, which is still pretty much a bargain for three of the four of them. Um, not necessarily the biggest lock, though. The biggest lock for me is still quite annoying at 0.25, I think is the one that everyone just has. Yeah, well, we, th- we thought that would be the case as well. But interestingly, if you jump into the stats centre and have a look at the selected players, he's only about half selected from what we can gather, which is quite interesting. So obviously... Yes, that is a little bit staggering. Obviously, there's um, maybe more people sort of that are aware of um, Noy up in Cairns and some people that aren't, I guess. And he had a position change as well. That may um, be a, a reason. He was in you know, that yeah. flexibility of SF and PF when the game opened, and that's only been adjusted yeah, right. like yesterday, that's I think, true. as well. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so for anyone out there, we have interviewed the top-scoring player from the last season in Liam Santoria and the prize winner from last season and they have all said both locking quite noise so please just do it guys it's the it's he's the must have 
or don't and just go against grain and see what happens. <laughs> the other two are looking at me going, what are you saying? Uh, no, he'll be in all our, all our three teams, and I think he already is in our three teams, so we're, we're uh, going along the same lines as you there, Bailey. That's great. I mean, at the end of the day, if anyone's listening and doesn't want to pick quite no, then don't pick him, and just less com- it's less competition for the rest of us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I see you've got the similar mindset to Boydie with his tricks of the trades there and his little uh, secrets he tries to keep from us, mate. But uh, I guess at the end of the day, that's how you win the game. Exactly. Uh, I guess if that's the end of the questioning, I guess if there's anything else you want to do, you know, provide us with any of your wisdom going into this season, Bailey, go for it. If not, if you want to keep your cards to your, close to your chest, that is all okay with us. I mean, Sounds I don't like... have too much else to add because I think... Most teams at this point are going to have like seven to eight players in common, and it's just going to be the three or four different out of maybe a dozen that are in contention for those last few spots. So I don't think my team is too different in that regard. Um, and if I'm comparing it to what I did last year, I can't really do that because last year with the competition starting in round three, I think I kept like 1.5 million in the bank in round one and then used it for my trades in round three, but you can't really do that now. Yep. That was a very smart strategy to do last year. I didn't even, uh, I don't think I yep. had the wisdom to do that. So. Yeah, I, I think I tried it with Tyrell Harrison, so that was that was an issue. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, look, I think also would be a good time, Bailey. Do you know your Twitter handle off the top of your head, mate? Give yourself a, a plug because um, obviously – MBL Fantasy Twitter is where we do most of our interaction and um, uh, get in touch with Bailey and uh, can give him his congratulations from last year. And only, uh, only if he wants to release it, he might not want to release it. Oh, it's up to you, mate. You want to give yourself a shout out? Um, to be honest, I'm not even sure what my handle is. I think it's non-applicable. I'm not sure if there's one or two underscores in it. There might be two underscores. Non you got underscore it right, mate. Two underscores at non. Two underscores applicable. Um, his fantasy advice is very applicable, <laughs> but it's he's well entitled to keep it too close to his chest. But uh, look, I think uh, at that point we just want to say thanks for joining us, Bailey, and uh, again, well done as well. Very well done, and good luck for this season as well. Or no, not too much luck. Thanks, guys. No luck required, right? Absolutely none. <laughs> <laughs> Love the confidence. All right, all right. Thanks, Cheers, Bailey. Cheers, Bailey. Cheers, mate. Cheers, guys.